Hello and welcome back to the Jill 365 podcast. Um, as ever, I have got James Hawkins and Carl Pont alongside me. Um, yeah, another busy week for Jill's. Um, and we will be covering within the next hour or so um, last Saturday's defeat to Northampton Town. Um, the ongoing, still, manager situation. Um, and obviously we'll, we'll look ahead briefly to this Saturday's that probably fixture away at Rotherham. Um, so we'll crack straight on and get straight into it. Um, I'll start with you, James, with Saturday's defeat to Northampton. What were, what were your overall thoughts on, well, one, the result, and two, the way Jill's performed? I think perfectly, sum it up perfectly, um, it's been a story for the past 18 months. Really? That can have most of the ball, but don't put that ball in the back of the net. Doesn't mean anything. Um, I thought first half we were very good on the front foot. Um, moved the ball nicely, created a few chances, but it all it all it took is from a very poor Northampton side. It's just one shot on goal and that's it. The team talk changes for Steve Lovell and and uh, yeah, and that's, and that's the thing is that you can perform what you like against Peter and Wigan, but that isn't going to happen over the course of the season. It's a side like Northampton that you need to, be, need to be beating. And unfortunately, last season and this season, under Pennock Taylor and now Lovell, when it's come to it, these group of players have simply failed to deliver. And I think, I think we're going to put touch on the managerial situation but I think forever for whoever takes this job on for the remainder of the season is going to have a real uphill task of keeping aside the division because in my opinion it's not good enough No um, Carl would you go along with the same thoughts as James? Yeah it's difficult to disagree with him really I think to anyone that's got a pair of functional eyes I think they can all see that the squad's the quality of it really is good enough and the quality of manager, managers that have been leading it over well, the past <coughs> I'm having to count my fingers here the past 10 months have just really not been good enough at least Justin Edinburgh had like he must have had some talent in to purport to do what the first year was like and then he sort of went off the rails a bit but the what we've had to Pennock Taylor and Lovell is there's no tactics, no talent. There's nothing there. The only thing that Lovell was done to get the squad playing is just say, well, let's not play eight at the back. Let's actually play some attacking my uh, players and press forward. But the goals still haven't really even been there. The strikers haven't been performing. And we've, he's kept up the, uh, the family tradition of joining a football club of playing people up front that aren't strikers. It seems to be like... Uh, tradition has been passed down from manager to manager and playing people that should be playing up top uh, in defensive positions so uh, Lovell was chosen, chosen Sean Clare as his victim yep. for the curse of defenders yep um, don't get it do not get it What like what you say James that it's all well and good putting in positive performances against Peterborough and Wigan um but Saturday for us is the bread and butter, you know. You've got your sort of, you take the bottom eight teams and essentially it's like a mini league. 
you, if you want to stay up, you've got to beat those teams around you. We'd have been better off losing to, to Peterborough yeah. and winning Saturday because we're going uh, not winning. Peterborough aren't going to be near us at the end of the no. season. No. So if we'd have lost to that one and beaten Northampton, we'd be on the same amount of points we are now. But for Northampton, we'd be on three less yeah. or a direct relegation rival at the moment. Exactly. So, like you say, it's a common thing. It is a common thing that when we play the so-called bigger teams in the league, we raise our game because we know we're going to have to roll our sleeves up yeah. and put in a real show to get anything from the game. And then I see it, a little bit of confidence comes and it's a game, oh, yeah, we should win this one at home to a team below us. And we, we don't deliver. We don't deliver. I get it. Some people say the performance was all right. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, regardless of how well we played on Saturday, in May, we won't look back at it and go, all right, Northampton game at home, we played well. All we'll look at is, in fact, it was 22nd be 23rd and the score was Shillingham 1, Northampton 2. That's all that will be remembered, ultimately, from yeah. Saturday's game. We've got no points from it, which is, which is a big problem. Um, and this is where um, the performances v results thing sparks a lot of argument and, in some ways, a bit of, what's the word, hypocrisy. Yeah. Among, amongst Jill's fans because whenever, whenever there's been games that we might have fluked to win from or um, maybe Charlton for example or we've picked up a point where we've not really played that well people come out and say it doesn't matter how we played it's the results that are important yeah. yet we've lost Saturday and all I've seen people going is we've played well it's alright yeah. it's the same people that's exactly <laughs> you can't have it both ways no, the yeah. position we're in it's all results, results, results. Performances are totally Yeah, relevant. but they've been the same people that come maybe some, whenever the season finishes and we haven't quite had enough. They've gone, well, we all knew this was coming. We gave so, it a right good go. We were chomping at the bit before the game and we gave it a right good go. But but that's the thing, is that... You, you, well, you know you know what you're going to get with this fan base, do you? Um, it's always fun and games. Um, but I think that's... The, I think that's the thing, thing with a genuine fan base. What, what? I think they're almost like Mr. Scully, the chairman. What, 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 do, they want, what, what do they want to do? What do, they, what do they want from the team? And, and that's the thing is that, um, like you're perfectly saying, like you said on Saturday, they're not going to, no one is going to remember how well we played for 65 minutes against Northampton. <laughs> Just, it, it's irrelevant and for me in my opinion I couldn't care less if we played crap for the remainder of the season and we managed to skid him on the standard division I couldn't care less I, I, I'm certain and I bloody hope 99% Jules fans agree with me that come May the 7th if we still play in league world football and we've been shit in the year so bloody what? yeah yeah um Obviously, yeah, we're, with the fact that general play wasn't too bad, a lot of people kind of said, oh, we're, we're so unlucky to, to have lost and we didn't deserve, well, we deserved to win the game and so on and so forth. Did we, though? No. Um, because, and I get it, we saw a lot of the ball, yeah. we saw more of the ball than they did in attacking areas, but the stats suggest two shots on target. That's the first it's thing all, I was going to say. It's all well and good having the ball and getting it wide into attacking areas. When you've got no... Because Tom Eaves, every time he was attacking, he was drifting out wide. Yeah. Picking up the ball out wide, no one in the box. Connor Walker's getting slated for that point. That counts as good attacking play, but there's zero sign of an end product. You don't deserve to win games just because you've had more of the ball. Our delivery is rubbish. And, and another thing, 
oh, we was really unlucky because their goals were lucky. They're not, for me. Fantastic. Their goals are two quality strikes, yeah. which you get to, even teams with Northampton with Matt Grimes, Plymouth with Graham Kerry, even teams down the bottom, they've got players that even if they're playing badly, at the drop of a hat can pull out one moment like that and win you a game. We do not have that. Like, like, I, said, like I said before we come on air, had Conan McDonald not something upon himself last year to win us against Bristol Rovers, we'd be sitting in the two here. And we don't have anyone like that now. That is the problem. That is the problem. The thing is, with, like, Cole, like Cole said, the managers that are coming in at the moment are, are taking the traditional thing that they're either playing one forward or they're playing a forward and a winger for some reason. Eves can't do it by himself. It's, it's just impossible. Conor Wilkinson can't do it by himself. Josh Parker can't do it by himself. But when they do put them together, they're the same, they're the same two together that have been failing for the past seven months. And that is my argument. Is that Cundall and Nash must be wondering what the hell they meant? Oh, it's because the, the managers that come in, they also are thinking, oh, I've really got to get the fans on side. So I think, oh, we'll go with, we'll go with what we know is safe. Yeah, we know it's safe, but we also know it's shit. <laughs> no one's got the the stones to just go chuck Nash in, chuck Cundall in, just chuck chuck in the deep end because you don't know what's going to happen at the moment, given the the quality of the strike we've got up top, where. Tommy needs to have a ball delivered directly to his forehead in a good position to start playing well. And Wilkinson needs to have a very healthy injection of confidence. The, the, the thing is, Rich, and we're not going to get anywhere, is that whoever the managerial or manager is come January 2018, if we don't have a good January transfer window to change the squad up, we're down. And it's as simple as that. January transfer window, that's something Gillingham generally don't deal with. So we'd have to we'd have to break sort of the trend of that one. Because this squad is not good enough. Oh, of course it's not. I, I tried at times to sort of think in my head that yeah, I believe it has got the ability there, but I think Saturday's game playing a team twenty third is what sunk it into yeah, me in fact. It did, yeah. All right, we've seen a lot of the ball, but we have not got the quality here to break these teams down enough to. Because yeah, yeah, the argument is true. The defence is better than what it was last season, but let's let's not kid ourselves. It couldn't have got any worse. We are still conceding in more games than not, which means that in more games than not, we need two goals to win a game. We've scored more than once in a game once this season. And people have to realise we've got a worse attacking prowess this season significantly than last year, where we have right that Kobe who, just then three alone, could win you a game. So we've just gone to completely the other end of the spectrum this year, which is ultimately resulting in the same kind of results. All right, not by as big a margin, but it's still zero points. But that defensive, that defensive lineup that we've got, I've banged by the average. We've got Connor O'Gilby, who, for God knows how, he's at Tottenham, don't know how. Zakawani, yeah, okay. But he's an average league one for me. Their winner, stupid foul. Yeah. For an for an experienced player, a really stupid. But he's an average league one defender, who for half the season's not even here. Matt Samer was, and is he's been better this year. Yeah, he's, he's credit been the last few weeks. Credit, fair. credit where credit's due. But can't, again, can't do it by himself, and he will throw mistakes out because that's what he is. Ben Nugent, he's just disappeared, but. He's very, again, average. O'Neill, since he had his first three or four games that he was good and started then making mistakes. But you look at that 
you, you look at the, the defenders I've mentioned there, they're against sides in this league, they're, they're going to concede. That's the thing, we might not get smashed, but as, I've, as the trend has gone this season, we concede in more games than not, which means to win games, we generally will need to score twice. And we've done it once. In how many league games have we played? 13? 15. Fifth, fifth, there were 15. We've scored more than one goal and that, game once. And that was a free performance. Yeah, it was a free all. And the, and, and the thing is, Reese, is that the people at the football club, Pennant, when he was here, and when obviously Taylor was director of football, have focused so heavily on sorting out that defensive issue that they've then gone and binned off every other attacking, good attacking player that we've got and gone. And then Mr. Scally, in his wise wisdom, we've gone, well, you've got that budget. So we can do that. It's like they've gone chasing nil nils, but at the end of the day, 46 points at the end of the season, if you did get a nil nil for game, <coughs> it's sending you down. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Um, the question I want to ask you about Saturday's game is not regarding any of the players, but the performance of the caretaker manager, Steve Lovell. What did you make by his choice or should I say lack of choice of subs once we went 2-1 down I think it proved well it certainly proved for me that when the, the time gets tough and we need to pull out something out of the bag we can't deliver and that's what it, it, we could have and I had someone sat next to me and quite rightly he said not quite rightly but he said what, what is he meant to do the squad's not good enough Fine, okay, at least have a go. But you got to try something. Because it's the thing, obviously, we sat over in the podcast last week, we'd beat Peter for 1 0, then the Wigan game, we was 1 0 up. Yeah. So this was the first time we'd gone behind. And this is what we were saying with the question mark over him. Is once we start losing a game or we lose a couple of games, what can he do to turn it round? Then his solution was to take the centre forward off and put Max Aimer up there. Now, I've seen people. Did he put Max Aimer up there? Towards the last 10 minutes, Aimer went up front. And I've seen people on the forums making an argument for this, going, yeah, we scored a few goals last season. They're from set pieces. Yeah. Scoring from a set piece is totally different to going and playing up front and open play where you need a bit of know-how, a bit of intricacy to be able to create something. But what position was he playing when he scored from that set piece? Centre-off. That's the thing, if you're, play, if you're a 6-2 defender, if you're playing centre-off or centre-forward, you're going to be up front for the set pieces anyway because you, because because you can rise off the crowd and get ahead on it. If we'd have been losing a game under Peter Taylor or Adrian Pennock and we'd have made one sub and that was to take the striker off and put a centre-half up front, I'm pretty sure they'd have been given a lot of criticism. Yet Steve Lovell seems to have escaped that for some reason, a bit unknown to me. Yeah, whatever, Wilkinson hasn't been good this season, Cundall is unproven. Bit of two on down at home with 15 minutes to go. To go. You can't play with no strikes. At the end of the day, surely. I don't care less what anyone says about, well, the squad's not good enough, it's not Steve Lovell's fault. At the end of the day, you can't change that squad. You can't get rid of them. You can't bin them out on loan. So Lovell knows what he's working with. And, and that's what he gives it all this level. I know the players better than anyone else. Then you should know how, more yeah, than anyone else, exactly. how to turn things round when they start getting a little bit of some, some, Some idiot on BBC Radio Kent on the way back, wasn't it, uh, in, in, the, uh, in the studio, giving the old, oh, well, Lovell deserves the job because he knows every individual. Oh, yeah, he knows the player better than everyone he knows else, the which means he's going to be a better manager. It's no. total nonsense. Yeah. Um, and it proved to me on Saturday that he did not have a clue. He didn't have a clue. He, he, I, think it, I looked at him and he turned around to that bench four or five times, turned to Puck, uh, Mark Patterson and kind of went, shrugged his shoulders. That to me goes, oh, well, I don't know what to do. 
it's a cliche. It just goes to show pulling Tom Eames off and put Brandy Garmston and then putting Josh Parker, who's failed for the past seven months, in the position and we've all cried out for him to be a winger. Just goes to show he hasn't got a bloody clue. Because Garmston coming on wasn't the issue. It was the fact that once you like I say, I, I get it that Wilkinson's not hit it off and Cundall's a youngster and whatever, but List, List, don't get me, List was good against Wigan, I thought, but I thought Saturday didn't really notice he was playing. And he probably got pretty tired towards the end. Just bring Wilkinson on yeah. and say, we're 2-1 down, because we kept doing the same thing. We kept getting the ball wide and nothing. Just go and stand in the penalty box and if something comes to your head, get on the end of it. Yeah. And I, I get it, people would have moaned, oh, he's not running around working hard. I wouldn't have cared. We're chasing the game, go and stand in the penalty area and wait for something to come. Instead, we had Max Aber there, who, whatever, from the set piece, he scores a few goals, but he's not got the know-how to play as a centre-forward in open play. And like, like you said before we come on, what message does that send out to confidence, for confidence for one, Wilkinson mostly, and two, Cundall, is that we're losing the game 2-1 at home, and they're not bringing the ball on. So now, like I said to you, if Eves now goes and gets injured in training or something, gets injured Saturday, and we're relying on Wilkinson and Cundall, their confidence is going to be on the floor. Because they don't think that love and trust them, and, and he gives all this. He gives all this in the press conference. Well, go and prove to me. How can they, mate? If they're sitting on the bench and not playing, it doesn't take. It doesn't take a, like a, a, a fantastic coach to realise that in order for people to prove to you that they're good enough, they have to play. It's like it's like if it's, if it's serious, go and prove it to me. In an under 23s game or a reserve game, that's completely different. Yeah. That's not the same as playing in front of 4,000 people at Priestfield. No. That's a complete. And you're not even playing against what is really a strong squad. You don't have a strong squad around you. It's not even remotely the same as what it would be. So, how can they go and prove anything? That's the thing. Surely, surely, since he, in my opinion, Lovell should have gone with Dan Pellick anyway because it was part of the issue. But it is what it is. He's still here, unfortunately. Um, but at the start with Pennock, surely he would have got and seen how Pennock had been treating players. He's doing exactly the same thing. With Cundall walking to Nash, Nash sitting in the stands. He's got 37 goals last year. He knows when that is. Yeah, I know like, it's at like, a chat town level or whatever. But I just, I just like, and. What right does he have to treat guys like that? It seems no one's willing to take the bet on that. The only reason Pennock did is because his back was well and truly against the wall. That yeah, but Nash was to keep fans happy. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. the sole reason he was signed. I think. Look, because he knew that once McDonald and Wright and well, McDonald and Dak had gone, all he had left was Wright, and he knew that he didn't want Wright anymore. So it's like, I need anything I can to improve my reputation by one percent. Oh, they seem to like Nash. Yeah, we'll sign him and just put him in stands, paying penny, pennies a week. Um, yeah. Ultimately, that that result now leaves us four points adrift from safety, which means we've got to win two games back to back to get out of the relegation zone. Something. When was the last time we did that? Yeah, I wouldn't, couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. This squad hasn't got the backbone to do that. All the consistency to score two goals, two games in, in a row. So I might care two one. I might care a little bit, one around a little bit, but I can do that. Do you, do you hear what I mean? Like, I'm not being funny. 
I could put the jill shirt one around a little bit and throw, throw in a few tackles. Don't mean I could keep the side up. No, exactly. Exactly. We all said that in the summer when Pennant kept saying, I want people that are going to work hard for this football club. Unfortunately, you need, you know, we're not playing Sunday League football. You need a little bit more than that in the third tier of the English game. You need more than just workhorses to, to keep yourself up. Um, East time, a lot of workhorses. And, and at home, when you're playing Hessen, Tyler and Bingham that haven't got out of attacking the prowess in them. So it's all been good having Wilkinson and Cumble or Parker and Cumble or Nash and Eagles or whatever. But when you're playing Burn and Bingham or Bingham and Hess, the surface is crap anyway. So you're screwed, aren't you? It's kind of there, yeah. Um, but moving on to the manager situation, um, it feels like we've been going on about this for an eternity now. It has been over a month since Adrian Pennock left. Um, so I think your your opinion you sort of just gave on this one, uh, Jane. But your your thoughts on Steve Lovell? Obviously, he's been in charge for three games now. Will he and should he get the job full time? It's difficult. It's a really difficult. One. Um, I don't think he should. I don't think he should. I don't think he should. It, he proved to me on Saturday that. He didn't have the tactical awareness. He was asked a question, go by going 2-1 down, he didn't have the answer. Didn't, didn't, didn't do it. Um, so what a good going to a Peter and attacking them because Peter are a side that if you attack them, they fold. Yeah, because they attack themselves, they'll yeah. leave you spaces. Yeah. So Whereas the teams that are around us won't be so attack-minded like that. Exactly. And uh, it just proved to me that he hasn't got the tactical awareness to, to sort this mess out. Because um, if, if we'd have still lost the game 2-1 Saturday and it'd been a case of the last 15 minutes he'd taken Parker and Lished off and brought two more strikers on Wilkinson and Cundall and we'd had five really good chances that their keepers saved we'd go fair enough whatever yeah. that, that is bad luck exactly at no point once we went 2-1 down that I think I can see a score in here yeah. we didn't create a chance did we? I was going to say I was going to say before you even read the stats I was thinking I can't remember their keeper actually having to do anything I've hit the ball out of the net once no Go. That's the problem. As we keep saying, you can have all the ball you like, you can class that as good performances, good play, whatever. I'm pretty sure me and you can sit and take the field past the side to side. If, yeah. if, if no you, one come near us. If you part, make 20 passes and get it into a wide area and give it away, it's exactly the same as the centre half just punting it forwards. Same outcome. No shot on target, possession given to the other team. So, yeah, it looks a bit more pretty, but in terms of shots. On goal, shots on target, goals scored. The trend isn't really changing. That stuff like. I think I saw a chart on, you know, you get those expected goal shots on Twitter. I think our expected goal shot like, yeah, was like 0.16 or something. But going back to the level situation, um, should he get the job? No. Will he get the job? I think Scala's given up. Which is my time. Yeah, the next point I've got is. Where it's taken over a month and we've had about five different odds on favourites, still no appointment. You know, we've had Keith Millen and Graham Wesley in the stands last Tuesday, played a game since we lost, still no appointment. Does, does Paul Scally really know who he wants to take charge of this football game? No, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I don't think he... Or does he know? And the one person that he wants is currently managing a team in League 2. Yeah, maybe. But is he going to get him? I think you can't wait forever. 
for me down on Christmas. He'll give it a bloody good go. Mansfield are not... You've got... Mansfield are not going to let Paul Scully anywhere near Steve Evans. That's what we've tried twice and they've said no. They're not going to let... Unless Scully magic, like, magically get money and goes, right, I'm going to give you a million quid and I'm going to have you. Not going to happen. I think if he can't get Evans, that'll be it. What is he going to do? I don't think we'll get Evans. The problem is, the problem is, right, is that it's all well and good waiting for Evans. It's all well and good waiting for him. But ultimately, this football club needs results. It needs them now. And not in four months' time. We're four point. What were four points? Four points adrift to say. It go four. Then it go. Then it go seven. Then it go ten. And then you're four games. And by Christmas, you're down. So you could, you could, you could all you could it come to January and go right, like Mr. Evans, you can have the job now. There's like a million quid from the court case, but you're 15 points from safety. And he'll go, do you know what? I'm all right now. I'll stay where I am. There you go. Which is why the sooner rather than later, because the wider the gap gets, the more people are going to turn their names up at the job. In which case, he has to give it to Lovell. Because he's got no other option. But if he was... Lovell's had three games. So none, three games isn't enough for anyone to make a judgement whether he's going to be the right man in the long term. All we can do is give an opinion on that. I personally think no. Um, but what's he waiting for? How I is he going to give me, Lovell? Four I games? think my opinion, my opinion, I think he's given up. I, I, in all the... The years that you've known with Scally with appointments, like we said, he, he's got someone lined up. He did. Because yeah, um, when he sat to Alan, Peter Taylor had been seen in the stands at game yeah. before. When Edinburgh got sacked, people had seen Pennock sitting in the stands at game before. No one knows anything since. And like I said to you, when Scally gave Pennock this one year deal with a director of football in the summer, I'm sure he knew there was every chance in two months' time I'm going to be sacking him. Yeah. So surely. In his mind, he and should then, start having names going round, and, and there seems to be nothing. And then, and then, when it come to it, and he fully well knew Peter Taylor once he got his foot back in the door that he wanted it, he said no to him. So I just, I, I, I personally think he's given up. I think he's looking for investors, and I think he's biding, he's biding his time. And could he, could he give? Two shits of really too much shit. Oh, if you look at the seller club, it's certainly decrease the price that anyone, that anyone would be willing to pay. How many time he's twice called this managerial process tedious this year. You can't go to look. That tells me that you could get to a toss if this club was in there. It's been over a month now. I get it. Some fans say, yeah, well, if, if he rushed, you'd be moaning. Yeah, but... We wasn't asking him to sack Pennock and appoint someone the next day. Right. But, you know, two weeks is what most clubs would probably spend to appoint a new manager or make a decision on a caretaker, whether they're going to give it to him or not. A month. That's like, so what? Taylor managed three games, Lovell's managed three games. That's six games gone yeah. with no manager. What, it's not, I've never known any club that would take this long to, to make a decision. That's why I thought when we got Edinburgh. About this song, isn't it? Yeah, we had to go in the fall for about six six weeks, didn't we? I don't get it. I don't think we know. Because surely 
any sensible chairman in football, take Everton for example, as the most recent example, they'd lose 5-2 to Arsenal on Sunday and they, they're the decision makers go, right, we're going to sack Koeman. But I'm sure they, when they've made that decision, they've had the, oh, had the list, right, names we can try and go for. I don't know if Scali has. We're just going, right, we've got to get rid of Pennant. Uh, now what? What's out here? Don't fancy any of that. Yeah. And now I'm stuck. And he's got... Ah, oh, you know what? What's Mr. Evans doing? Oh, he's at a football club. <laughs> do, you he's, do you reckon he's potentially gone... Peter Taylor, right. We'll give you a shot, but this time you really must play football that isn't going to bore everyone in the stadium to sleep. And he's just gone and done the exact same thing. So he's thought, oh, Mr. Scully, can I have a shot? No, I don't think so, mate. So, uh, but this is the, all, all the names are at the top of the famous, whether it's Steve Lovell, whether it's Graham Wesley, whether it's Keith Millen. Do you think any of these could keep this t- team up? No. Those three names? No. No. Like I said, it's a poor squad. So that needs a good, a, a very good, good manager. A very good manager. Any of those three names would result in us still averaging for the rest of the season less than a goal a game. Guaranteed. Steve, Steve Lovell never managed a team on his own before. Um, part of the failed tenures of Peter Taylor, Adrian Pennock, so on and so forth. Um, Graham Wesley, all we need to say is he got sat by Newport, bottom of the league, two by 11 points last season. Reputation of being a useless manager and a nasty bloke to go with it. Not a good combination. Keith Millen, same as Lovell really. Got barely any managerial experience. His one managerial job was, what, six years ago? All three. Massive, massive question marks. There you go. Not someone, it's not, none of these, they'll point and go, oh yeah, fair enough, that's a safe pair of hands, it's going to steady us and we might pick up results here and there. They're all like, see, Alan's gone completely for right Because it ain't going to be Evans. Derry gone quiet. I don't either. At the moment, I'll take Derry over any of them three names Lovell, Wesley, Millen. He's just got experience at this level. He has had some. Uh, he kept Notts County up, apparently, yeah, yeah, which, whether it was with his squad or not, well, that's more convincing than any of these other three at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Take him over those three, but I don't um, think any of us would still say, yes, that's good who I want. No. And the no, question is, Rhys, is that all those three names that you mentioned there, Lovell, Wesley, they're all available. And it'll all take a day to get them in. Why's it taking so long? Oh, 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 don't get me wrong, he got sacked by Alderman a few weeks ago, whatever, because they weren't doing that well. But last season, Oldham were in dire straits, adrift at the bottom. John Sheridan went in the same time Pennock went there and kept them up. I've done that before. Would we not take John Sheridan? He's kept teams up before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, he had his own rebuilding process this summer, got it wrong, got sacked. But he come, generally comes into teams mid-season and can keep them up. Yeah. At, at, at the moment, I do not care past May this year. All I care about is making sure we're still in League One this year. Oh, so I'll appoint someone to the end of the season and reassess it then. I don't think we will be. But how long is this going to go on for? Is he going to leave? As long as he can. If we lose to Rotherham Saturday, which will come on too soon, does he then make his mind up on Lovell then? No thanks. I think he's going to wait until Lovell has a bit of a bad run. Or wait until he has a good enough run to yeah. give him the job. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't. What if you beat Reading 3 0 on Tuesday? When, no, on Tuesday. Wigan. It's Reading. Reading. Yeah, under 23s. Glad you know that is game it? was happening because I didn't. Oh. Yeah, well, <laughs> what, if, what if you beat Reading? Is it this Tuesday? Uh, 
well, six days from now. Well, we probably will be then. Fairly certain it is. Yeah, what if you beat them three nil? They play, you know, some irrelevant sixteen-year-olds in their academy. You know, say, so, oh yeah, that's good enough. When we all know full well that if they, if Wigan played them, it would be a cricket score. Is that home? It's a home, yeah. Yeah. B teams team this year can't play uh, home games. It's news to me, it's another fixture to go and attend. Uh, lovely. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's the manager situation covered. We're still, in, in a roundabout way, we're still none the wiser as to who's going to be taken over um, or when any appointment's going to be coming in. Um, but before we move on to Rotherham, um, I'm going to sing that individual um, to talk about, because it come up today that... Saturday was Jake Hessenthaler's 150th appearance for Jules, yep. so well done to him, I suppose. Um, so I'll ask you, 150 games, what, what are your thoughts on the career he's had at Jules since breaking through four or five years ago? Um, so it's the Tuesday after, not this Tuesday, it's the Tuesday after. Average. Average. I, don't, I still don't know. I like Jake. Um, I think... You know what you're going to get with him? Yeah, you do. He's a six or a seven, generally yeah. most weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like conversation we've had before, what is, what, he? What is he? He's not an attacking midfielder. He's not really that defensive-minded. No. Like I said to these... you on the way back, didn't I? I said that he's got good part... His strength is his passing. He's a very good passer. He is, yes. He's good technique. And I think if he could bulk up a little bit, get, get broader shoulders, he could be good holding the field off, I think. So if he could throw a few tackles in, get a little bit stronger, I think it'd be a very good holding the field off. Because he can he, he can start he can start moves off. He's quite good at that. Um, and I think he, he he'd be good at that role. But he he come through at the same time as Dak. Look at both. Look at look at both of them. And I'd say they are different types of players in fairness. In terms of development, one massively set the world alight. Yeah, but in the youth team, they were. They were both centre midfielders and they both played in the centre midfield together. Uh, and they both come through and Dak had to play out position, Hessenthal hasn't. And, and, and that's the thing is that I, I don't think, I think the best thing for Jake is probably to move away from the football club. For me, if he wants to develop his career, I think, like that, he needs a new fresh start. For me, I, I know I saw it. I like Lewis a lot, Browning. Oh, okay. But he come out and said like a couple of, couple of good games, and making cap, maybe making captain. Oh, really? Um, it's an interesting suggestion. One I've not seen. But for me, probably not. Um, not for me. I, don't, I wouldn't look at him and think he's a captain. No, I don't think he's particularly. Vocal. No, not for me. Um, but yeah, just I I he's a weird, it's a weird one, Hesitala. Like you say, he's a, he's a good six and seven out, seven out of ten. But I don't know. It's just yeah, average. Probably hundred. What do you think he needs to do, Carl, to, to kick on his career? Because he's he's probably what 23, 24 now. Twenty three, I think. Twenty three. Surely now he needs to be looking to kick on. <laughs> I mean, like this. I agree with James that he he needs to move away from here because I don't think 
it's always going to have that comparison to his dad by Jill's fans. It will always be hanging over his head, and I think the fact he's been here for five years and everyone's opinion of him is could be summed up in three letters: meh. Um, I don't think he'll ever. He'll, he'll really struggle to shake that image because of the fact he's been here for so long. When a player gets here for, when a player is here for a long period of time, it's diff- more. It gets more difficult than to to shape their image of what people actually think of them. So the best idea for him is to get away, ideally as far away as possible, um, for a fresh start. I mean, that's why Dax went to Lancashire and is currently setting the world right Yeah, he's finding his feet now, Dax, isn't he? He's yeah. starting to score some goals, getting fit. He got a couple of early injuries, didn't he? And um, didn't Tony Mowbray come out every day and say, he's like what Justin Edinburgh said, that he can play in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. And but we, we, we have that. seen that for. Yeah. If he can... Start doing that consistently. You play with better players, your standard rises anyway. There's a lot of good players in that Blackburn team, so for him to be singled out for praise by Tony Mowbray like that says a lot about him. Yeah. And we all knew he had that ability. Good luck to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see him play in the Premier League. And we all know someone else in the squad has the potential to have that sort of ability. (laughs) The people in charge don't seem to see it, but. Can't even make the squad. Seems interesting given the fact that um, the assistant manager is currently someone who has worked at the academy for. Yeah. Donkey shears. I've yeah. noticed. Uh, I've noticed he's dyed his hair even blonder. Maybe yeah. he's tries to do that stand out even more. Yeah. Just go. Well, I am here. Because <laughs> we're, we're moving off the top a little bit, but we've got Dakers. Like the, the rare times he does get opportunities, like in these Czechoslovak trophy games, he, plays he does something like that South End one. We scored from a free kick that he's rattled off the crossbar. Like if if he's coming, he's they're the only chances he's getting is coming form. What more can the kid do? Oh, but he's got proof to him. Oh, but he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. Because <laughs> take Daniel Powell's goal for Northampton. Saturday. We've got no one in our midfield that can do that. Pick the ball up 25 yards in the corner. Goal. Down all day because the one midfielder we have that could do that. And we're in a position where we don't score enough goals. We need someone from midfield that can out of nowhere score you a goal. Score you a free kick like what Matty Grimes has done. Yeah. Both their goals, Northampton goals from Saturday, down all day could do. Same do He's worth the risk in my but yeah, he might give the ball away a few times. All footballers give the ball away. Yeah, sometimes what? I mean, is there anyone in our squad you can say that in a single game hasn't given the ball away five yeah, times? Exactly. Five How many times when Brad with that first broke, broke through the first thing, did he make mistakes? Yeah. So many times. It's part of learning. He got sent off, didn't he, in one of his first games? Yeah. It's part of learning. But, I don't know. Anyway, I'd say that was a... That was a Massive off track move that we got from Jake Estrada down Old Acre. But, um, <laughs> it, it, that, I think that's situ- the link is that situation. Yeah. Down Old Acre. Um, move on to Saturday's upcoming game against Rotherham. Um, I don't mean to be horrible, but it is Halloween weekend, so I will start off the section with some scary facts. Um, Rotherham are fifth in the league. Um, they have scored 21 times in their seven home games this season, and they've scored five at home in one game three times this season out of those seven games. Um, so, yeah. How do you think of our chances, Saturday, James? Do I just think? Do I want to think about it? Um, it's going to be very, very tough. Keith, Keith Moore is scoring a lot again, of goals. Again, it asks another question of Steve Lovell. Can we bounce back from a defeat? Have we have we got that bounce back ability? 
that oh, famous word that was once in, invented by Ian Dowie, I believe. Oh, that's about to do. Like that one, Is he available? I think he is, yeah. yeah. If Sky want to let him go. <laughs> Why not? Paul Merson. Yeah. Paul Merson. <laughs> I'm sure the Walsall fans would uh, approve of that one. <laughs> Paul Merson, I think that might be one of the few people that would be actually worse than what we've got at the moment. <laughs> There's not many out there. Would you have Moe Wesley? <laughs> <laughs> I do like Merce, I think he's a good character, but I'm not sure if one of him is a proper manager. Jimmy Bullard? <laughs> Why not? But just as much experience as Lavo has, because he managed Leatherhead, didn't he? There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, anyway, we're going off topic again, stop it. Um, <laughs> We've got absolutely no cat-selling chance of winning Saturday. You, Nothing. You say that? We're going to a team fifth in the league, so we're playing one of the better teams sure. in the division. Is this the type of game we might rock up and produce something? Well, maybe. They, they will play very aggressive against us. Because like Peterborough, it's like, well, Peterborough scored a lot of goals, we don't score many, we'll lose, and we won one But we, know, we never do well at Wolfram. Never do well at Wolfram. But we could be surprised. No, we'll kind of very, very attacking mindset, I reckon. I don't think we're going to get anything. Like I say, Kiefer Moore is in good form at the moment, and he, he is... Um, a similar but a vastly improved version of Tom Eaves. He is a proper handful that is scoring goals. Keep them all. Okay, yeah. He's scoring goals at a ridiculous rate at the moment. Yeah. I think he's the top scorer in the league by distance. Um, and whoever we play at the back, he is going to cause problems because he's physical and he's a goal scorer. Brings the problem. One way it got me. Um, John Taylor still plays for Rotherham, I believe. Yep. Good player, very good player. Next level, Ben Pringle, yeah. another good player. So they've got a good side there, Rotherham. Um, yeah, it's going to be achieving. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, in well, terms they're, they're of. They're doing, they're doing okay. In terms of look at the. What I mean by underachieving is that they should be in the automatic for a squad like that. And they come down with like. I think they only won three games last season or something. They come down by. Ridiculous. I think they, they, were, they were relegated before April started. I yeah, think they, yeah. they finished the season about 18 points. It's interesting atrocious. to see that they gave. Yeah, he got the job. Ball. Yeah, he got the job, didn't he? He gave them free deal. Didn't we it? thought giving Pennock the job was bad. <laughs> <I looked laughs> but at, at least that. this bloke's turned it round. To be fair, he's got them going. Well, well, even when he got appointed, I thought he did a. Given the fact the squad was really not championship standard, well, Jacket went in there, didn't he, for about a week, <laughs> yeah. and then decided it weren't for him. Yeah. But he did a. He did a. All right, job turning it around. I think it, they almost doubled the points that they had in the two months or something he was there. But which he won a fair. He, he won a couple few yeah, games. He won a couple of games, but a bit like Coventry in League One, they were really good. Oh, I think that's going to happen to us anyway. I think Rotherham were genuinely gone by November at that point. So they're about fifteen points adrift. They were they were done. There you Don't, go. If you, like I've said, I know we're going off the topic again. <laughs> But if we do wait now, you end up like commentary or the, the problem is that all the other teams around us have been picking up results in the last. Wimbledon, I think, have won a game or two now. Oldham have picked up massively. I think Plymouth won last week. They've won two in a row. Northampton have beaten us. Everyone else is picking up results. So if we, if we like, this defeat now triggers another run of three or four games without a win, like you say, depending on results Saturday, four points can very quickly become six or seven. And then within two weeks, that could become nine. And in your three games and just drawing level, it once the gap starts opening, it it widens very very quickly. Um, but if he is still in charge by them, which I assume he will be, 
does Lovell have to win this one if he wants the job full time? Or do you not think it really matters regardless of the result, he might still get it? I don't know anymore, Rhys. Um, I honestly, I can't answer because I don't know. I honestly don't. Saturday, for me, was, yeah, you have to win that. The audition. You, have, you failed. We're still Wednesday. We're still sitting here with him in charge. Scanny's been very, very quiet over the whole practice month. He's not what about programme notes? Has anyone read the programme notes? I don't know. I don't but surely you think he'd have come out at some point on the radio or something and given an update. He's been silent. Yeah, because he's doing that like once a week during the start of the managerial process. Didn't yeah. He? Last two, like he did it for three weeks in a row. Two weeks he just hasn't bothered. He goes like that, doesn't he? He goes a bit quiet and then suddenly out of the blue, something just happens. Um, but yeah, obviously back on on track <laughs> for a couple of minutes for the Rotherham game. I'm sure we can't go off topic with this one. Um, how would you line Jules up this week? Jesus. How would I, my predict? What would you go with if you were Steve Lovell right now? With what's available, obviously. Holy. O'Neill's back, isn't he? Well, he was meant to be back last week, but I assume he'll be back this week. Yeah, I think Lacey and Nugent are still missing. Are we back three or back four? Do you know what? I don't know, mate. I think... I think it's a four. four two. I think it's a four. Yeah. I think it's four four two because it's listing Eves up front, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I think O'Neill's back, he did say. So, O'Neill right back. Um, I'll probably go with... Zakawani and Ayla. Garmston. Yeah, I think Garm should come in, definitely. Uh, then I would probably go with... So, so far, I'm with you. I'm agreed. How long will that last? Then I would go with Waggy on the right. Let's see, that's why I wouldn't. Hang on, I would go with Waggy on the right. I'll go Bingham and Old Acre. Not that happen, but Not, I'll yeah, go with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll drop Martin. Even though he scored. Paul on Saturday. Controversial. His delivery wasn't good enough. Um, I'll go Claire. Uh, you see, I'd have kept Martin and played Claire instead of Wagstaff yeah. on the right. Yeah. I think Wagstaff. I think he's disappointed in his time at Jules. Yeah, but he's one of the better players on this side. If he's fully fit yeah. and on his game. Which he hasn't been either at the same time since he's been here. But I don't think he's ever played in his right position. Has he scored one goal since he's been here? I think so. Sometimes I forget he's still. And then I'll go with. Yeah, up front. Here we go. This should be interesting. I'll go with Beams. And Condon. I would probably go with that. I'd I'd like to see Wilkinson get a game, but like you say, it would have to be with Eves, and I don't think it works. Yeah. So for that reason, Nash is below Condor. I think a Condor game. Let's, now let's, then we can judge yeah. what you can do. Play him for 70 minutes in League One and we'll see what you can do. Yeah. Never know, because I think the first friendly we went to, him and Eves played up front together, and there was some good, there was some good signs there of, of link-up between them, which we never saw again. The only reason I thought know. Martin showed a little bit of immaturity Saturday. I don't know if you noticed it with him celebrating in front of Northampton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last 20 minutes, when we, when we needed a goal, he completely went missing because he was so busy arguing with Northampton fans. And there, that's where his immaturity goes again. 
and him being a captain goes back up the yes, window. Fair point. Fair point. Um, I'll get you involved, Carl. What would your eleven be? Um, holy. Obviously. Yeah. You see, I'm making efforts to call him holy now instead to appease you. Appease you, even though it's still incorrect. Call him holy. It's not. Um, um, four four two still. Cole has three one four one. Don't be a penalty. We one. have we have to pay two up front. I don't think that's negotiable. Why is it leave at least you're four four two, doesn't it really? Because I don't could go three five two. Oh no, because we need wingers. So that leaves you a four four two, doesn't it? Or a diamond. Oh no. Oh no. Last time we went to Rob and played a diamond for so Actually yeah, actually yeah, it's not a diamond. Oh it's always one. <laughs> I'd never have so, you in the dual position. Yeah, I'd, I'd, start, I'd, I'd start Garmston. Yeah. Wouldn't play him the whole game, but I'd start him. Oh, no, no, right, no. Uh, Zach, Amar. Dak. Zach. We are obviously Dak, like, dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, playing him at centre half, you get the job. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, Zachwani, Amar, uh, start O'Neill again. I think we'd have to change both fullbacks by 60 minutes, but start him. Um, Bingham. Martin, Claire, Oldacre, Eves. Flip a coin, Nasha Cundall, doesn't matter. Flip a coin. You'll probably land standing up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that'd be neither. So that'd be Parker. So that'd be Parker. Apart from Wagstar, gone with the same Pretty just, similar. I just think Wagner gives us a good delivery. He's got good delivery. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. That's what we need to do. We need to start getting more crosses into the box for Eves. But on the flip side, Eves needs to spend more time in between the goalposts and not going that <laughs> wide. Yeah, but... Kedwell used to do that a lot. Yeah, he'd uh, work hard, do a really good job for the team. But he didn't score enough goals because he ran into areas that are centre forward. I thought Paul Wilkinson does that, mate. It's not acceptable. Probably because he jumps off his feet, to be fair. I do stick up for Wilkinson all the time. Everyone knows that now. But... Yeah, but on Saturday, had Wilkinson done what Eves had done Saturday... Yeah, he might have got a chance, yeah, by standing in between the goalposts, yeah. I know, but when yeah, he was mean. drifting up wide, had Wilkinson done that on Saturday, yeah. he got slaughtered Yeah, him. yeah. Everyone going, going, eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
I don't think we'll score. No. We've scored in two games. No, we've scored in three games running. That run's got to stop soon, I think. <laughs> this isn't acceptable. Um, 2 0 Rotherham. Yeah. I think Moore will get a cup. I think it'll be too much for us to handle. Um, it's a shame, but they're a good side. We're not. But bottom line, if it goes, goes to the form and goes to the league table, it's going to be a home win all day long. Uh, most people from the outside will look at it as a home banker, and I think, I think they'll deliver. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go 2 0. Um, but yeah. I wonder what the odds are on it. What, for Rover, I bet Rotherham are probably about uh, 1 to 2. I no, I want to see our odds. Heaven knows your thoughts, Reese. On what? Mr. Lovell. Mr. Lovell? My thoughts on Mr. Lovell? Uh, if we if we lose Saturday, yep. what happens? Well, you shouldn't get the job. I think that, because. <laughs> I'd say we, we don't win. One win in four games. Right, is that what we want? Alright, the performances are better. One win in four games. That's not going to pick us up. If we win? If we win, Scally will just not make an appointment for another week and give him <laughs> another game to wait and see. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right, go on then. Predictions on our odds to win? Ours? Well, I'd say Rotherham of 1 to 2, which means I reckon we're probably about 7 to 1. 11 to 2. <laughs> as near as much as if it's 5 to 1, it's 19 to 4, so. Part one, basically. Yeah. Rotherham at 8.15, so just short of 1 to 2. Yeah. <laughs> see why, and see why. But we were 6 to 1 to win at Peterborough. And from what, off, from what so. I can see, we are the least likely winning the entire football league. Oh, what odds are we to get relegated now? Uh, we're still like 1 to 4. League 1, outright. League 1 relegation. Gillingham, 2 to 7. 2 to 7, there we go. Right, uh, there we go. To reach playoffs, let's have a look. Top six finish. Plus. We, we are top, tipping this. Get your money on top, it. Top six finish. I'm going to scroll down quite far here. I mean, that's 200, 200, 200 to, to one. one. 200. <laughs> 500. 500 to one. 500 to one. Get on it. We'll have the quid of anyone's money. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't. Save your quid. Kids. Get on it. We'll keep your pounds in your piggy bank. Get on it. We'll do they do well to not get relegated? No, I don't think they do. To stay um, up. Yeah, to stay up. There we go. Gillingham, uh, basically three to one. Three to one to stay up. Is that it? I don't think that's worth anyone's money at the moment. Oh, really? Um, but anyhow, we, we once again got off topic. Yeah. Um, so on that note, thanks for listening as always. We will end it here. Um, until next week, up the jewels.